Hello, and welcome to the Latter-day Ladies. I am your host, Jenny Moss. Hello, ladies. I'm so excited to be with you today and to introduce you to today's guest, Brie Welch. She's one of my very best friends, as well as being an incredible wife and mother of two amazing children. She owns her own business and is a headshot photographer, as well as being a film and theater actress. And she's one of the greatest people I've ever known. She's got a killer singing voice and an amazing testimony of Jesus Christ. And I'm so excited for you to get to know her a little bit more today. I wanted to interview you because you're one of the most inspiring people I know. And you're someone that lives the gospel in a very real and like the most Christ-like loving type way. And I feel like that is something that it, I, I don't know if it can be taught, but I think it's something that can be shared and other people can try to emulate that. So that's the reason I wanted to interview you. Also, because you're one of my best friends and I want to share you with people, you know. Stop it. So, okay. You are a very busy woman. You are I am. You are like so many titles that we've already gone over. And how do you incorporate the gospel in your busy life? You know, because I have my hands in so many pies, it looks different every single week. Um, So I try to keep certain things consistent, uh, things like prayer um, and things like incorporating uh, gospel conversation in everyday life, if that makes sense. Totally. So what I mean by that is like, so it's not like something where it's like every Monday night we make sure to do this thing or whatever. It's not, Mm -hmm. it doesn't look like that for us because my, my days could look like two days out of the week, I'm filming a commercial. Um, Mm -hmm. and I don't know where I'm going to be or how long my hours are. And you know, the other days I've got a photo shoot starting at maybe 10 and then I'll finish up at 12. And I, I never quite know what my, my schedule is going to look like that week. I don't have a nine to five. Um, and my clients, it, it just depends on when they can take photos and when we can set that up for them. Mm-hmm. So it really does look different every week, which has made me, uh, two things It's made me really like grateful for consistency in the gospel in like once a week, this is what we for sure do on Sundays. This is what happens. We have this like two hour block that we just know what we're going to do. And two, it makes me really grateful that the gospel is so like, um, it can be taken anywhere. It can be, if I'm out of town, if I'm having a crazy day, I can stop whatever I'm doing and I can say a prayer. I can, whatever it, I, it's on the go. You know what I mean? Like, absolutely. um, It's, it doesn't mean that I, um, have a consistent thing every week. And I think for a long time that made me feel really inadequate. Um, but you know, life is meant to be whatever you make it to be. And the Lord knows that and encourages that. And I really do feel like a lot of my endeavors are due to his guidance. All of them, all of them are due to his guidance. And so by following through with these things and by getting good at what I feel compelled to do, I am I am being a spiritual person 
even if that doesn't look like how it does for everyone else. I love that. That's such a perfect answer because the gospel is so malleable in each of our lives and it looks different for every single person. It does. I think that's why for me, it's really hard because I am the kind of person that I'm like, give me a list and I will do exactly what's on the list. And that's why as a missionary, I was such a good missionary. I could do all the things that they told me to do. And when I came home, I literally had like a slight nervous breakdown because I didn't figure, I couldn't figure out how to apply the gospel into a new life. One that's changing all the time and one that's uncertain. Yes. And I think that skill is the way that we are going to be able to make it in this day and age because it's such a, um, it's such a changing world. Yeah, it Uh, is. Yeah. I love that. Thank you for sharing that. Yes. So how did you figure out your calling in photography and theater? So it's been a long journey. Um, I used to be a really shy kid. And so uh, theater for me, it took me a long time. I always knew I wanted to be involved in theater, but it took me a long time to figure out how that was going to fit in my body, (laughs) how that was going to be manifest. Because to me, theater people were loud and not afraid to be themselves and full of personality. And I didn't feel like I had any of those things. Um, and so I remember going to my first audition when I was in like fifth grade and I took my best friend with me and um, she ended up making the show <laughs> and I did it. Oh. And I was like, well, I'll try again in a few years. So I started um, theater in high school. And honestly, I didn't, even, I didn't even do that much theater, but that is what I was so drawn to. And so when I went off to college and I was like, what am I going to study? I, I had a like foundations for a really great voice. And so I knew that that could take me somewhere. So that's how I ended up studying theater. I still wouldn't have said that I was a great auditioner at that point or great at acting, but I had this voice. And I remember going and singing for um, a UTA conference, a Utah Theater Association conference. And that's what got me a full ride to a school I'd never heard of, um, Weber State University up in Ogden, Utah. And so talking around to a lot of people, found out that the program was stellar and ended up going there. And it was like a blessing in every single way. It was one of those like golden gem schools where everything, it was custom built for everything that I needed right down to even spiritual things because it wasn't a church school. And because I really did have my heart set on a church school before that, I was wanting to go to BYU and study at their MDT program and I didn't end up making it. Um, like I said, I wasn't a great actress. I wasn't a great auditioner, uh, but I, I had a great voice. And so, uh, I felt like going to Weber state, I had to make choices every single day because I was uh, surrounded by so much diversity and so much, um, uh, people, so many people making different choices than I was, um, that I had to decide in my daily life, what I was going to do and in theater life, like, it wasn't this place where everything was censored for me, uh, the material that we chose or the words that we wanted to say or anything. It was something where I had to be like, you know what? I don't really want to do that. Or, and so it really made me pray and think about what was okay to me. So theater came through that. And then the photography thing, 
uh, actually came through theater as well, which is something I've been learning a lot about because I thought I went to photography um, to earn money. Mm-hmm. And that is kind of the, was the, um, the burning factor of like, I got to get this on the ground. Like we need jobs. Um, but we had gone to, uh, work in Disney world in Florida after we graduated. Um, when we came home, we were back to Utah. We were looking for jobs and couldn't find anything. We'd been working in these performing jobs and wanted to find something similar to that in Utah. And there just really wasn't, especially with insurance benefits or, you know, paid, you know, hours and a secure job that, you know, you're going to go to. Um, we've found since then so many ways to supplement our, our performing jobs, but we needed something a little more consistent when we got back. And before I had left, when uh, I was back in Utah, I had like kind of a nice camera, what I thought was a nice camera at the time. And I, I had started taking headshots of people who needed them in my theater program. And so when I got home, I've always kind of just like had a visual mind and a visual eye. And I always like to take photos wherever I went. And I had a lot of people asking me, Hey, could you take my family photos or whatever? And I kept telling them, you know what? We're just really busy looking for jobs. I really don't have time to, to do something like that. And one night it hit me like, a ton of bricks that this was something that I was supposed to be doing. And that all of these people asking were, were hints for me, like not so subtle hints. Come on, Brie, get with the program. Um, so I stayed up until like 3am. I remember Addison went to sleep, my husband, and I was on fire with this idea. Uh, and I stayed up and I drew out logos and I made up a business plan of what I wanted to do and what I thought I wanted to shoot. And the next morning when he woke up, I told him I'm supposed to be a photographer. I need to do this. It really was that <laughs> dramatic. That's so beautiful. <laughs> Which is weird for me. I feel like a lot of my spiritual experiences are just little tiny nudges um, that I have to really pay attention to. And this one was really like a huge slap in the face. Like, Brie, I've been trying to tell you exactly what you have to do. Why aren't you listening to me? <laughs> So, uh, I started a photography business and it started as a way of just like desperation, earning money, trying to do whatever I could do to get people's photos. And then, um, a couple years down the road, I realized that a lot of photography gave me anxiety that I was taking family photos and I was taking weddings and things. And a lot of those things were, were not great for my personal life and my lifestyle. And that I was actually like, really stressed out. And so I was like, this is not what I wanted to do. This is not. And the reason that I came to photography in the first place was headshots and that I love theater people. And why am I not trying to be with them more? So I decided that I was going to just do headshots and branding photography for actors. And that was almost three years ago which is super weird. Um, And that's when everything with my business really took off. I've kind of figured out through a lot of soul searching and branding workshops that uh, the reason that I go to photography is that it allows me the freedom to do theater at night and uh, do my shows and be with theater people. So it's a way to bring theater people into my life two different ways. Uh, But then the reason that I go to theater is because I feel most like myself. I feel my most authentic self. And what's funny is the biggest comment that I get back from my photography is that 
I finally have a picture that looks like me. So it's interesting because people come to me to be authentic and that's why I go to theater. And I think that's why my business works so well is because at the very root of everything I do, I'm just trying to get people to be authentic with me. I remember as a teenager being like, oh my gosh, I really get frustrated when people wear their sunglasses with me. Or I would always take my sunglasses off because I felt like I was trying to be too cool or something. But it was because I couldn't like see their eyes and it really bothered me. I really love like looking at people and seeing their authentic self and sunglasses really bothered me. Is that weird? No, not at all. I'm so weird, Jenny. No, you're not. You no, everything everything that I have learned from you, I feel like all comes back to the same thing and when we were talking about the branding workshop at lunch, yeah. I I was thinking branding is a clear picture of knowing who you are and what you are. 100%. And I feel like that is the gospel of Jesus Christ. If we know who we are, we know whose we are, and we know what we are, we are able to live the gospel of Jesus Christ with very little, like, uh, tripping up, you know? Totally. Because, because it gives you focus and purpose. Yeah. yeah. And it's weird how we think, oh, this is business. This couldn't be as personal as, like, my life journey, my life purpose. But everything, every decision I ever make comes back to that. And it's, it is truly spiritual when you get down to that root of everything that you do. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Yeah. I love that. I love that so much. (laughs) And, um, we have lots of questions, but we're running, we're running short on time. So I want to ask you a question that I thought, um, specifically you would know the answer to. Okay. What would you say is the hardest thing about living the gospel in the latter days? You know, there's so many. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That is, it's truly a hard question. Um, For me, the hardest thing is that I feel like the latter days has had um, a really (laughs) annoying habit of bringing out so many gray areas in every aspect Mm -hmm. of life. Mm -hmm. Um, and I feel like, um, so the most, the hardest thing for me is having, uh, living in a world where I have so many friends leaving the church. Um, and I, I think not that they left the church, but that I totally 100% understand them. Um, and I can't blame them and I can't say, oh, you're wrong. It's not that black and white. It is so, so gray. Um, as I've pondered why things are so difficult though and why they are so gray, <laughs> the answer can kind of be found in the pondering itself is that I feel like things are supposed to be hard. Yeah. I feel like um, the reason, the, the purposes that I have to go to the Lord right now are so in my face and so in integrated in everyday life. They're not like once every three years, I have a doubt. <laughs> like I wonder about the pioneers or the, or people who lived before us that it was just like, well, yeah, this is what I know. This is what I do. I'm sure it wasn't that easy for them, but today I, I, there isn't an hour that goes by that I don't think about all the doubts and all of the things surrounding um, people leaving the church. 
And I think it's supposed to be that way. It is supposed to be in the forefronts of our minds all the time because it helps us either, it it really divides, right? It makes you like harden up or it makes you soften up and go to the Lord and figure out why you're having those doubts and how you can feel better about it. So for me, I think the hardest thing is the gray areas, but the most beautiful thing is navigating through those. If you have the desire and conviction to know the hard answers, which is something I struggle with every day. It's not, it's not easy. (laughs) Um, But at the end of the day, if you can remember back to those feelings that you have when you pray about the scriptures or when you have your family all around you, I can't believe I'm getting so emotional. Wow. Wow, Jenny. Um, But when you can think about those feelings and go back to that, all of the things that you can argue with and all of the meticulous, tiny little reasons in your head that, that tell you that the gospel doesn't make sense, if you can get back to that feeling, all of it doesn't matter. And you know that the confusion is for a reason. Mm-hmm. And that we are um, here to navigate through those things. Yeah, I love that. That is such a beautiful and truthful answer. Mm-hmm. And I think the gray area, I'm, I'm coming to find that it, there's a lot more color. And, and it's, it, it's, it's colored my life in a beautiful way to be able to have all of these difficult things that I'm praying about and doubts and and things that come that are very, very real. Yeah. And it's given my life so much depth and it's given me more understanding on who God is. Absolutely. He, he doesn't, um, he doesn't give us these experiences so that we will be in an eternal confusion, but instead, so we will be confused. And just like you said, come back to the Lord and ask for guidance and direction because we need it. We need that direction. We do. And I love thinking about it as color rather than gray. I love that thought that it's just different. It's becoming more multifaceted and more. um, And I think that's part of growing up and being an adult as well. I think the latter days are more confusing. Yes. But I also think that's you just figuring out that things are not as simple as they were in childhood either. Yes. Part of it. Yeah. I think you are, you're one smart cookie, Miss Bree. Stop it. (laughs) Well, I'm not a scriptorian. I am, I really um, have a hard time with uh, being like, oh yeah. And this prophet and this thing. And I, I've always led my gospel learning by feeling and by, um, very like everyday application and by the, by just feeling the spirit. And, and those are so strong to me. I've never been like a huge learner in school or, uh, in scripture study or anything like that. But if those feelings are so strong and really solidify everything that I know. Well, I think that that, I think we all learn differently. And the reason why is because we are all needed in the learning and the application of the gospel. Absolutely. We're, we definitely need you, Miss Bree. And thank you so much for coming on today. I know so many things you could be doing with your time, but 
We are grateful that you chose to be here with us today and we love you. I love you, Jenny. Thank you. you so much. Okay. I'll talk to you later. Okay. Bye. Bye. Would you like to connect with us further? Find us on Instagram at The Latter Day Ladies or on Facebook at The Latter Day Ladies in our private group. Or find us on our website at www.thelatterdayladies.com. Have an amazing day.